Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Scouting Report. Today we will be talking about a defensive lineman from Louisville, Yaya Diaby. But before we do a quick programming note, this week we will have our decision-making special coming out on Friday. Make sure you tune into that. Have questions you want answered about declaring for the NFL draft, entering the transfer portal, or staying in school? Head to Right Step ADV on Twitter. Let me know. RSAFootball.com is another way to get to me. Find all my information there. Either way, love hearing from you and what you want to hear more about. With All-Star Game invites out and accepted, we will be looking at a range of these players over the next few weeks as we have already done a number of them. So today we will be jumping into a senior bowl commit. That is Yaya Diaby, defensive lineman from Louisville. So who is Yaya well, a small school guy uh, initially out of high school, a two-year athlete at Georgia Military College, came out of Riverdale, Georgia, went to North Clayton High School, called him a late bloomer, uh, you know, limited football background. That led to the small school first, limited offers, not much interest out of high school, uh, 77 tackles, seven sacks in two seasons there. He was ranked the number 21 JUCO player. In the nation, had a number of prominent offers uh, as he was looking to move up to a four-year institution. Florida State, Tennessee, Texas Tech, South Carolina, all in the mix. But it was ultimately Louisville that got his allegiance on campus in 2020. COVID year, tough situation to step into. He still saw time in eight games, seven starts. 2021, played in all 13 games while getting about half the reps in each game. And you could call him a starter, again, depending on what package they're out there. He was probably a starter in their, that group. But, again, it was probably about 50% of the team reps. He has a good number for a defensive lineman. The scouts were doing their work on Yaya following the season. Because uh, on the hoof, again, this was an impressive player to look at. You walk onto the field, and this is one of the guys that you, you know write down looks like an NFL player. But it was back to Louisville for a fifth year in 2022, which is looking like it is paying off for him. 12-game starter this year, a few more snaps throughout the year, probably a little over 50%. Uh, more production, 7.5 sacks, 11.5 TFLs this year. Again, those are the kind of numbers that get scouts excited, get that senior bowl invite. With a bowl game coming up, Yaga will have one more chance to leave it all on the field before heading down to Mobile. Uh, on the hoof, as I said, he's a really good-looking frame player, really thick, square build. This guy just, you know, he looks like a football player, looks like a defensive lineman. You're looking a little over 6'3", 6'3 for, you know, 270 pounds-ish is going to be kind of where he sits at naturally. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that weight maybe going up uh, as we get into his NFL career. Um, not going to be a blazing fast 40 guy, but his 33 and 5 eighths arms, um, certainly numbers that you want for that interior, exterior defensive lineman. But as always, the measurables are one thing, but the film is another. So let's go ahead and talk about what we see on film. First is strengths, power. This guy is a strong dude in his upper and lower half. He can control blocks in front of him. He lines up as um is an end most of the time but then when he's asked to set an edge you know against multiple blockers he's going to be able to anchor down hold the spot take two does a really good job taking multiple blocks vertical setting that vertical edge um has the strength power to set edges create knockback when at the point of attack when uh when those blocks are coming at him this guy so guy is also going to be versatile 
likely going to be an inside and outside player on the D-line, which is going to give him value for a lot of teams. You're talking about a base end uh, in run sets, big sets, and then a nickel and subgroup defensive tackle. Uh, you know, maybe kick down, play some nose tackle for some offenses. His frame strength allow him to do multiple things on the defensive line. Flip it over on the weaknesses side, maybe his limitations, explosion. This is not going to be a one-gap explode, run past blockers on the inside or on the edge. Takes a lot of read steps. Again, they ask him to take a lot of read steps, which, um, again, we'll see more of that through the process. Is, you know, I'm sure the senior bowl will have him doing some stuff where he just gets off the ball and gets vertically. But, again, more of a guy that tends to ooze into blocks. Again, not – not slow, not sloppy, but again, he just uh, wants to get his hands on and then, you know, outpower, outstrength the guys. Not a ton of hip and hand explosion either. Strong, yes. Explosive, I would say not so much. Another limitation at this point is his instincts. Again, maybe it's the late start with football, maybe an indicator of his background in football, his natural feel for the game. Uh, this guy runs out of plays, does not feel blocks, will run past plays a little bit more than you want. Um, you know, again, pre-snap understanding and then reacting uh, to blocks to what's going on around you. Two very different things. Um, again, always knows what he's supposed to do on the snap. But again, as things start to change, you can see that he struggles with that. Again, he's got good uh, sack and tackle for loss numbers, not a ton of tackles outside of that. Again, that probably tells me he struggles to find the ball just a little bit. So what do we see on film? Primarily an edge player works from a four eye to a seven tech in odd and even front defenses. Plays a lot of read step, two gap, odd fronts where he controls tackles, sets edges, makes life really tough to run at him on the outside, uh, run uh, outside of him, especially he sets a really good vertical edge on the outside. Gets into even fronts, likes to kick him down to inside three tech, though he will rush from a wide seven at time. Again, he's going to be much better closer to the ball. I would call this player a sufficient athlete. The guy is visibly tight when he both gets into a stance, and you can see throughout plays when he tries to slither, gumby through contact to make plays. He is strong with his hands when you're in front of him, but not always the most functional strength when you get this guy off the tracks in those positions. Again, that may be an instinctual thing. Doesn't feel where the pressures come and will get washed a little bit at times. Does have the strength and length to set edges, lock out and shed. He's a strong tackler when he gets his hands on, but just a sufficient overall tackler because of that stiffness that he has. In the past game, he is an average first step explosion guy. Again, this is not going to be a guy that consistently wins with speed, whether on the edge or as a three tech. This is a power rusher, heavy hands, good bull rush when told to just run through a blocker's face to get to the backfield. There's some snaps where you'll get two or three plays in a row, you know, and maybe backed up two minute situations where he just makes guards look a little bit foolish. He throws his hands on them, knocks them back. Again, there's just not much they can do. His tightness is going to limit his rush arsenal. He's always going to be limited in the ways that he can attack uh, instincts as well. Um, show up in the stunts and games that he's going to run on the defensive line as well. But this guy's going to have a role. If you can get a guy on the inside knocking blockers back, pushing back, getting the length to get his hands up inside, there's always going to be value there. I would also call this a sufficient effort motor player. There's no back down in this player. He's not going to you know get punked. But this, again, sometimes looks like a guy that's just trying to look for where to go. Again, comes back to the instincts a little bit. Um, and that's what we see on film. So who are my player comparisons? I see one guy today, um, and I 
I think about this not only in terms of the play, but in you know maybe the trajectory of where I could see this guy going. So, but the guy I'm going to compare him to today is Romeo Okora. So Romeo was a 2016 undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame that really had to fight and claw early in his career to get on the field. Uh, he was really a rotational backup player, played a lot on special teams in whatever way he could. Uh, he got cut, then resigned. Um, now he signed a nice contract with the Lions where he's really kind of found a nice home, nice niche for him. Romeo, he's an inside guy, outside guy, good D-line role player, plays really hard, um, does a lot of things the right way, has really grown each year he's been in the NFL. Same thing when he was at Notre Dame. And I, again, you see some similarities with the two players and uh, just how you think they may develop over time. So, where do I see this player, Yaya Diaby, in the NFL? So, Yaya, I think he's an edge-setting def de defensive end with some defensive tackle flex. Though he's not a rusher, this guy's guy is going to have value for teams. Uh, I think this guy likely ends up being a sixth-round pick. I think that's where we'll hear his name called. Maybe you could see him slide up or slide down around based on how he looks in his rush work at the senior bowl. I think that will be big. Um, he's going to have a chance to just, hey, get vertical go work your best move, um, go against some really good players down there. You know, if teams like what he does as a three tech, some of those inside rushes, then you can, you see a team, you know, pulling the card in the fifth round, perhaps again, a height weight prospect. that's you know, got some good rush traits to him. Ultimately, I think this is still a developing four eye for an odd front defense that will continue to gain uh, some weight, probably get up to maybe 290, play some subgroup defensive tackle and nose tackle, depending on the package. Teams like the Steelers, Ravens, Patriots would find a spot for this guy as long as he shows the mental ability through the pre-draft process to learn multiple spots. Again, that'll be something that scouts are asking questions about and learning themselves through the process here. Uh, guys like Lawrence Guy would have been another comparison. We've talked about Lawrence a little bit on here. Um, if you want to start modeling your game after for, yeah, yeah, look at Lawrence Guy. Look at what he's done for the Patriots and the Ravens over the years as he continues his progression through the process and into the NFL. Again, as I talked about, his senior bowl pass rush reps will really show teams how much value this guy is going to have, how much he they think he can do on those pass rush downs, specifically inside, which is where I think this player is going to live. Coming from a defense at Louisville that asks him to read step, attack full man as much as he does, the opportunity to just pin his ears back and go in mobile will give him a real chance to climb up boards just a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, good luck in your bowl game. Good luck in mobile. Excited to see where you end up, not only in the draft, but in your career as we continue to track it. That does it for today. Don't forget, tomorrow will be our decision-making podcast. Make sure you tune in. Perhaps an angle or two you haven't thought about will come up at Right Step ADV on Twitter. Continue to get this podcast out there. Bowl season is nearly upon us. So, in all you do, keep scouting.